there. How you doing? Happy Friday, TGIF. This is the only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. We are glad to have you with us, and we're definitely glad to have back with us Vice President of the United Steelworkers Workers Union, the USW, Mr. Fred Redman. He also serves as the co-chair of the Labor Commission on Racial and Economic Justice and the vice chair of the AFL-CIO Civil and Human Rights Executive Council Committee. Mr. Redman, happy Friday. Sean Spicer's out, but you're on our show. <laughs> All right, that's a good thing. Thanks, yes. Leslie. Happy Friday to you. That is a, a, good, a, a good thing. You know, people say if you say a lie enough, uh-huh. individuals will believe it is true. And I think that's what's happened, unfortunately, with many of American American voters with regard to voter fraud. Um, yeah. the, the commission is a fraud, Trump's commission. The idea that there's voter fraud is a fraud. And what the voter fraud is really about, which is the big fraud of it all, is voter repression, voter suppression, um, and oppression, right? Would you agree? Right. Oh, no, I I, uh, totally agree. Uh, I mean, the evidence of any uh, voter uh, manipulation of voter fraud is nearly non-existent. And this commission is, um, we believe very strongly, this commission was put together for the sole purpose of just legalizing voter suppression. Now, explain to the folks listening, what would the motive be? And and who is the targeted demographic? Well, the motive would be, and it's been a um, Republican uh, position throughout the years, that their chances are great in terms of uh, getting elected when less people vote. So the motive is is to make the qualifications for people to vote uh, more rigid, to cut back on programs like early voting, Sunday voting, uh, you know, uh, uh, keeping the polls uh, open early, you know, before the actual election day. And the motive is to disenfranchise a series of voters, okay, to make it easier for the um Republicans to win elections because the people who are usually disenfranchised when we get into these voter ID laws and uh, these sort of programs are usually uh, African Americans, Latinos. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, instances where students have been disenfranchised because they're um, away from their hometowns off to college. And these are people who historically have uh, voted more uh, to the left as opposed to the right. So uh, to make it more difficult to vote, the Republicans strongly feel that it would uh, greatly uh, disenfranchise Democratic voters as opposed to Republican voters. No, so see, you know, this this demographic is, you know, specifically targeted uh, based on uh, along partisan uh, lines. You know, Mr. Redmond, don't you think it's kind of crazy that the fastest growing population in this country are Hispanics? And Republicans have done everything they can to alienate that population. African-American population also growing uh, both at a faster rate than, uh, than, than whites, which really are the base of uh, Republicans. Uh, rather right. than, than suppress votes, why not try to come up with something that would entice people to come around to your way of thinking or maybe say, hey, look, times are changing, the demographics are changing, the Republican Party needs to be changing? Well, that's the whole premise 
of the election process. Uh, you know, we are in a situation now where people will do anything to win. And, uh, you know, in their playbook, uh, you know, they've created this whole myth about uh, uh, voter protection, where it's actually voter suppression, and they have targeted a certain group of, uh, you know, a certain group of uh, voters. But you're right, Leslie, in a democracy, we should be trying to make it more easier for people to vote, you know, so people could have access to the franchise and exercise their democratic rights. But unfortunately, there's a party, one of the two major parties in this country, who don't feel that way. And this attempt by this commission to uh, disenfranchise voters, one thing I was proud to see is that uh, most of the states in this country, I believe it was something like 43 or 44 states, you know, pushed back on the request by this commission to uh, submit their whole uh, to turn over their whole voter files, including Social Security numbers and addresses and that sort of thing, to the federal government. So, you know, I think that most of the states, Leslie, well, I think all of the states, you know, Secretary of State, Democrats and Republicans, you know, uh, take pride in their ability to run clean elections. And I think that uh, this is a big overreach that the president is trying to do. And we see pushback coming from both sides of the aisle. We just have to keep it up and make sure that this commission don't get any traction because the results could be devastating to the fair electoral process, which we pride ourselves on as Americans. Um, Another thing is that why, Mr. Redmond, do you think, although the, the president talks about fake news, there is fake news, and a lot of that comes out of the White House and out of his mouth and his tweets. Yes, why why right. do you why do you think there's this belief that there's voter fraud when, like you said, the evidence just does not bear that to be true? I think that this president have yet to accept the fact that he lost the popular vote, that more people in this country voted for Hillary Clinton uh, that voted for him. And, you know, he's the duly elected president because of the electoral college system. But the fact that he cannot claim a victory by winning the majority votes of the American people, you know, this president has, is just possessed with that. And I believe he convinced himself that the only reason he didn't get the majority of votes is because there had to be some sort of manipulation at the ballot box. You know, he cannot understand, in his mind, he cannot understand or he has not accepted the, the fact that uh, more people voted for Hillary Clinton than voted for him. You know, no, so f- the 2016 election. So to bring folks up to speed, I think most folks know this, if they're just entering the conversation or um, if they just need more information, the Trump administration formed a commission that's actually led by the vice president, Mike Pence, to investigate what they contend is, quote, widespread voter fraud. Now, widespread, folks, come on, widespread, we would have evidence state by state. The investigation actually found its roots in the November 2016 election, and that's when President-elect Trump went on a rampage on Twitter about losing the popular vote despite winning the election through the Electoral College, and he claimed he would have won the popular vote, too, if not for the millions of people who voted illegally. Um, A couple of things here. One, there is just not, I mean, any kind of voter fraud is something like even Ann Coulter, who voted or tried to vote or register twice in one state. One vote is not going to change, you know, an election or nearly three million uh, popular votes. Is this with Donald Trump, in your opinion, Mr. Redmond, not just um, about 
perpetrating, uh, you know, the myth that there's widespread voter fraud, but perpetrating this myth in order to feed this ego of his. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what it's about. Uh, you know, he's trying to convince his base and himself and his base that, um, you know, he received more votes than a Democratic candidate, and that's just not true. And when you think about it, Leslie, for a person to go wake up in the morning, go to the polls, show some false identification, vote on somebody else's name, risk getting caught, risk going to jail or risk getting fined to cast one vote, you know, we have to ask ourselves, how much sense did that make? Or will a person who is an undocumented worker in the country, okay, would he go to the polls, false ID, in order to cast one vote and risk being deported? I mean, you know, there has to be some common sense to play into this. And, uh, you know, the records don't, just don't show that this is the case. You know, as the saying goes, this is a solution looking for a problem. But the president perpetrated uh, this myth, uh, you know, in order to feed his ego and his base, that the only reason he didn't uh, get more votes than a Democratic candidate was because of, because of widespread voter manipulation. And that's not the case. Uh, every state have rebuked that claim. Uh, they have stood behind their election results. And, look, we don't take that away from him that he's not duly elected because of the Electoral College. Uh, it is. But he's willing to try to put a system in place to disenfranchise, that has potential, disenfranchise millions of voters to feed his ego and, uh, the, and, and, and the ego of those of his diehard supporters. And, you know, we have a, you know, responsibility to protect the integrity of our elections. And look, it, it, it's important to protect uh, the integrity of elections, but we got to be careful not to undermine free and fair access to the ballot box in the name of presenting voter fraud to a guy who's really perpetrated this mess in order to feed his own ego. And again, so, uh, no, and, and, and again, no evidence. I mean, let's look at what the uh, original Trump, uh, Trump tweet was. Um, in addition to winning the Electoral College in a landslide, and one, it wasn't a landslide. I won the popular vote, and he did not. If you deduct the millions of people who voted legally. He, you know, I mean, they may have a handful. I, I know studies showed that after 14 years, it was literally a handful of people. That's when you right. think about the size of our nation, even though not as many people vote as should and could, it, yeah. it, it's just and it's breathtaking. Nobody holds him to, to account to this. Nobody holds his feet to the fire for this. We're going to continue our conversation after this break with Mr. Fred Redmond, Vice President of the United Steelworkers Union. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers. The website is USW.org and also at USW Blogger for President Leo Gerard. Back with Mr. Redmond, VP Redmond, and you right after this. You have questions? Pick up the phone and join us. Uh, talking about this whole commission and voter fraud what do you make of it and isn't that the real fake news 8886 leslie 8886537543 life liberty and the pursuit of truth the leslie marshall show give her a call now at 8886 leslie if you miss leslie on tv this week catch up at lesliemarshallshow.com We are back with Vice President Redmond, Mr. Fred Redmond, VP of the United Steelworkers Union, also co-chair of the Labor Commission on Racial and Economic Justice and vice chair of the AFL-CIO Civil and Human Rights Executive Council Committee. We were talking about voter fraud. 
the fraud is about the voter fraud and information the president and his commission um, keep giving out that is not accurate and not factually based. Uh, Mr. Redmond, let's take some calls and start it out on line four in Santa Fe, New Mexico with Kevin. Kevin, good afternoon. Question or comment for VP Redmond? Well, I, I've spoken to Mr. Pocan, uh, Representative Pocan, about this as well. And it's just, I don't understand why Mr. Kobach's behavior with interstate voter crosschecks is not considered wholesale election fraud as opposed to voter fraud. Election fraud, where he's affecting the voter rolls on a mass scale. And I'm also curious as to whether or not any single machine in the United States, voting machine, I'm saying, was forensically examined in light of all of this suspicion of hacking activity. Uh, well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Redmond? Yeah, uh, let, let, let me just, just take the second question first. Uh, you know, after the uh, Russian allegations of uh, Russian interference with the election, you know, uh, uh, there was some targeted stake that had leaked out that the Russians might have been uh, targeting in order to, you know, interfere in the election. And in all of those states, you know, there was a careful analysis uh, done of the voting apparatus prior to the polls, you know, becoming open because, you know, we got to remember that, you know, all 17 uh, agencies in terms of uh, international law and, and international enforcement all agreed that uh, Russia was planning to interfere in the elections. But those states that they tracked, that, were, that, that they tracked that may be more uh, susceptible to the type of election uh, uh, interference from Russia, all of those uh, 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 things was cleared before the election. All the machines was validated, was programmed, and uh, you know the, the Secretary of State took on the responsibilities to make sure that all these all the votes were accounted for. So that 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 was done. In terms of Mr. Kovacs' position on interstate uh, voting, you know it, it's it's a situation where in this country. We have people that move around, people move, people get transferred, okay? And uh, a lot of times their name still appears on the rolls, you know. And then when people move, they register into a uh, whatever state, a new city that they move to. Now, the only way that you can really track that is to, you know, track individuals who have relocated in the United States you know, I moved from Chicago to Pittsburgh. The only way to track that is to check the voting rolls in Chicago to see if I voted, and then to check the voting rolls in Pittsburgh, where I currently live, to see if I voted. And if, you know, my name come up in two places, then I'm guilty of voter fraud. But the, the, the possibility, you know, of that taking place is so nominal, you know, and so minuscule that for the money that this commission is going to charge the American people to do that sort of cross-state tracking. You know, there's been no evidence over the years that that's been a substantial number. I mean, you know, I guess some people have the ability to, you know, go to Chicago, for example, and vote, and then come get on a plane and fly back to Pittsburgh to vote. But in a national election, you know, there have been no evidence of any widespread false voting um, you know, from state to state. So Kevin, anything? Kevin in Santa Fe, anything else? 
no, ma'am, no, ma'am. That uh, that that's quite comprehensive. I appreciate it. It just, uh, I just um, did not really feel confident in what was investigated. And I know that they followed the the, the letter of their yeah. laws. However, uh, it, 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 the well, it's, it's it's a good point, and it's a good point, Kevin, because it's hard to feel confident when you know we talk about you know what is the real the the motive, and if the motive is getting less people to vote who vote Democratic, uh, for you know for a Democrat, which would seem to be the motive, um, well, you have every right you know in questioning that. Thank you for your call. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Vice President Fred Redman, Vice President of the United Steelworkers Union. Follow them on Twitter at Steelworkers. Follow President Gerard at USW Blogger. The website is USW.org. And if you're hanging, coming to your calls right after this. Follow Leslie on Twitter. Just go to www.twitter.com slash Leslie Marshall, and we'll be sure to share your tweets. We are back. Vice President of the United Steelworkers Union, Mr. Redmond, is our guest. We are talking about this Trump Commission on Voter Fraud, what it's really about, and that's voter suppression and voter repression and oppression. Uh, let's go to the calls. Line 5 in Manassas, Virginia. Ishmael joins us. Ishmael, question or comment for VP Redmond? Yes, uh, both. Uh, Leslie, thanks so much for taking my call. And greeting to you, Mr. Redmond. Uh, you. you know, there, there, there is no voter fraud. The real voter fraud is the voter oppression that the Republicans are engaging in. Okay, and this is the reason why they keep yelling voter fraud, so they can keep voter oppression alive and activated. And this has been happening for a long time ago, since 2000, when Catherine Harris you know, purged out 250,000 African-American voters from the voter roll so George Bush can get elected. You know, Catherine Harris was the Secretary of State of uh, Florida, and that's what's happening. Mr. Redmond? Yeah, well, uh, thanks, Ishmael, uh, for your comments. And, and look, I think you're right on point. You know, some would argue that in terms of purging uh, people off of the roads, it probably goes back beyond uh, the year 2000. But, look, I, I, I just believe we live in a society where we ought to use modern technology to make it more easier for people to vote. You know, I, I, I think that we ought to have more early voting in this country. I think we should have ballots um, in Braille, you know, to address uh, some of our citizens who you know, have certain handicaps. I think that we should be uh, make provisions for people that's hospitalized to be able to vote if they haven't voted by election day. You know, I think that in a democracy, I think that one of the the, the key tenements of, of a democracy is to have the ability to have one citizen, one vote, and be able to exercise the franchise and elect your elected leaders. So, you know, I... Um, I think that we ought to go the other way and expand voting as opposed to trying to limit voting. Uh, thank you. Anything else, Josemaya? Nope. Uh, let's go next on line three to Reggie in Decatur, Georgia. Reggie, question or comment for Vice President Redmond? Uh, happy Friday to you guys. I have a question for both of you guys. How do you guys feel about Sean uh, Spicer resigning first and foremost? I'm not surprised because we've just seen more of um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and I think she. Um, I I I, th- I don't I don't think Trump felt that Spicer was defending him enough, if you will, or doing good enough job uh, defending him. And uh, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders was, you know, uh, stronger. And I think, you know, Trump just wants to surround himself with, you know, people that uh, I I think that, you know, he didn't feel that Spicer was successfully conveying his his message. What do you think, uh, Mr. Redman? 
Well, I, I agree with you, Leslie. I, I, I think that uh, Sean Spicer, um, you know, he the, the, the president then feels as though he was defending them forcefully enough. And I think that in this president, what we have is an individual who feels as though, you know, the only person who could deliver his message is him. And if uh, you don't have a press secretary that deliver his message as forcefully, uh, whether or not it's true or untrue, but who deliver his message of position as forcefully as uh, he does for himself, you know, I think he's going to have problems with this president. So this was somewhat expected. I, I um, In my mind, I think that Spencer uh, really, really was struggling with trying to uh, support this president, his tweets, and all the other unethical things that he does. Right. And, and honestly, when you stop seeing somebody, I mean, when you're the press secretary and you're no longer addressing the press and somebody else is, I think the writing's pretty, you know, kind of on the wall. Uh, right. uh, anything else, Reggie? Uh, how do you how do you stop voter oppression and suppression? Uh, suppression. How do you stop voter oppression and suppression? I'll let Mr. Re- uh, thank you, Reggie, for the call, and I'll let Mr. Redmond answer that. What? How? How do we stop the real problem, which is not voter fraud, but you know, people trying to oppress and suppress the votes of so many people, uh, especially in certain demographics? Well, we well, first first of all, it starts in the states. I mean, we have to elect state leaders, you know, who's going to forcefully enforce the voting laws in their state, and also be open to putting laws in place to make it easier for people to vote. And um, and then the whole issue of gerrymandering is one that we have to address from the federal level. Uh, but, look, I, I, I think that, um, you know, the way that we stop it is, you know, we have to start in the states. We have to, you know, uh, get we, we have to look at governors and secretary of state and people who feel that uh, every citizen in the state should have the right to vote. And we got to elect state officials who's going to fight for the integrity of the people in their state to be able to vote without the sort of interference that this commission is trying to impose on people. Um, and thank you uh, again for the call, Reggie. Um, uh, Mr. Redman, this commission has been very controversial from its inception. It's been described as bipartisan. The leaders of Vice President Pence and Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach and both are Republicans. Uh, right. and, and Kobach and several other members are among the nation's most vocal advocates of strict voter ID laws and other measures to ferret out and to fight uh, voter fraud, which we know is, you know, basically, you know, code speak for stop certain people from voting that, you know, vote as Democrats. This is right. not a bipartisan commission. No, it's not a bipartisan commission at all. And, and uh, you know, I, I mean, part of of the uh, president's hand being showed and what his real objectives uh, are is the appointment of Chris Kovacs. I mean, uh, Kovacs, when he was Secretary of State of Kansas, I mean, he authored one of the most aggressive voting suppression bills in the country, which fortunately was rejected by the state. But when you look at the type of things that Mr. Kovacs advocated for, uh, disenfranchising students, uh, requiring them to be home in their home districts to be able to vote in national elections. Um, and as the a couple of callers ago talked about the state-to-state issue where people who um, register in, in one state are moved from another 
in Kansas, he proposed a bill where people would have to show some sort of proof that they, um, the state that they moved from took them off of the voter rolls, which is, you know, most average lay people don't know how to do that. You know, they move, they register in another state. So, I mean, the aggressive tactics that Mr. Kovac tried to invoke in Kansas when he was appointed as co-chair of the commission, that was a clear signal of what the objective of this commission was all about. And uh, when we also uh, look at this this uh, panel, I mean, it's drawn multiple lawsuits, uh, one for its first action when it was asking every state, every L50 in the United States, to send in yeah. detail voter registration records. You know, we want more people to vote, like you said. And Absolutely. we want to make it easier for people to vote, not to wait in line for hours, not to have to take God knows how many modes of transportation and have somebody come and pick them up. You know, we have to think about our vets, our homeless, our elderly, our people that are, uh, you know, in rural areas or, you know, just don't have the means. Um, but the reality is that some people, Mr. Redman, as you know, are afraid to vote, not because they're undocumented, um, but because, you know, they, they, they worry about things like this. They want One of the things that is wonderful about our voting system is, you know, uh, you know, our anonymity to a degree. I mean, sure, our name and our address are on a sheet, but other than that, our information, that's as far as it goes. So right. to have detailed records is just more of an invasion of privacy, and that alone can keep people home going, you know what, uh, you know, uh, TMI. Yeah. You know, the threat of what uh, they were asking the states to provide, I uh, read an article recently where, you know, have already, you know, uh, uh, caused people to take their name off of the voting rolls, you know, because the very thought that a state would send in that sort of personal information like their Social Security number, you know, led people to believe that there was an ulterior motive involved besides trying to deal with some make-believe issue of voter fraud. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a dangerous game that they're playing. I mean, voting is all about, uh, you know, debating ideas and, and, and you know, people being able to vote for the candidate that they feel best represent their interests. And when we move away from that fundamental premise, which is the cornerstone of our democracy, okay, and make it more difficult for people to participate in the process, then, you know, I think about the people who was disenfranchised because of their race, people who was disenfranchised because of their ethnicity, and people who was disenfranchised because of their sex. You know, when we think about those struggles, to allow those people to participate in the process, and the people who literally put their life on the line so that people could have this fundamental right of citizenship to be able to uh, exercise the franchise and pick their elected officials. And then when you look at what this administration is doing, then it's definitely, definitely a step backwards. And it's against all of the fundamental principles that we stood for as a democracy. And, uh, you know, we just have to be vigilant and make sure that um, this president don't prevail in his efforts. When... Um when we look at the, the, the situation uh, surrounding um, the, the oppression, you know, of voters, which this, you know, clearly is, you yeah. know, trying to prohibit individuals to vote. Are you surprised there's not more outcry from some Republicans? Because there are more states that are purple 
and there are you know Republicans that have a mix of people in the district. And since this last election, we saw that there are Republicans who vote Republican, but there are Republicans who are not Trump Republicans. That's right. I I I I think that this commission did draw some pretty interesting comments from some uh, members of the Republican Party. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, in support of the states that they're represented, they spoke up uh, against you know, uh, and supported their state uh, position not to release that information, that private information of its citizens uh, to the commission. But, you know, over the years, I think it has just been uh, a Republican philosophy, okay, that they're better served in terms of winning elections if less people uh, uh, vote. Look, I mean, uh, it's not about to them some of them. I, I, I think there are some. I'm not going to paint them all in, you know, with one brush, but I think that the Republican Party, in terms of the leadership of the party, you know, feel as though the people who they are trying to suppress, young people, um, uh, minorities, for the most part, and, um, you know, I think that they look at those two demographics. Okay, is as um, being demographics that have a tendency to believe more in the philosophy of the Democratic Party, and you know that's about ideas. That's about basic fundamental ideas that people have. But you know, but the the thing about it is, you know, throughout this whole couple throughout this whole suppression issue, we've seen senior citizens disenfranchised. Uh, we recall a case in Wisconsin that we worked on for an individual who went to the poll and showed his military ID, okay, and he was not allowed to vote. You know, he didn't have no uh, a state ID, but he showed his military ID. You know, he, 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 he you know, he, he served his country. But then in the state of Wisconsin, you know, under the same laws, you can vote with a gun card. You know, you show your gun registration and vote. So it's about catering to their base, trying to disenfranchise those that's not in their base. It's not about democracy. And when we as a country have stooped to that level of disenfranchising people, then I am uh, uh, curious and I would think that more and more people, regardless of whether they're Democrats, Republicans, Independents, you know, haven't spoke out on this particular issue. Um, I understand, uh, Andrew, we uh, have a another call for Mr. Redman. On line four, let's go to Ignacio. Ignacio, thank you for calling. Question or comment from VP Redman? Uh, well, uh, just a question for both of you, and I appreciate your opinion. And it's this. How uh, or when has the American public become so weak that we get pushed around by a bully that we literally – for everything from including this particular policy to every other policy, he's just slapping us around. How are we letting this happen? It's a good question, Mr. Redmond. Well, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, President Trump was elected by the Electoral College, so, you know, his legitimacy is not, you know, a question. I think that the uh, American people bought into a lot of the rhetoric uh, for some reason, there was a lot of people who think that uh, you could run this country like a business without recognizing that we are sovereign government 
you know, you just can't. You know, you have different levels of government. You have, you know, uh, different branches. You have a Senate that you have to work with, and a, uh, a Congress. And I, I, I think that some people, you know, really uh, drunk the Kool-Aid and believed that this guy, because he was a successful businessman, is that he could run the government the way that he run his businesses. So, you know, I think that... Uh, you know the American people, and, and, and look, he he didn't win by a huge margin. I mean, you know, three uh, percent here, four percent there. You know, if if we could have turned it, then he wouldn't be the president. You know, in some of the key states like Ohio and West Virginia and Pennsylvania. But I think overall, the American people. I think there's a lot of bias, remorse out there. I think that people were also fed up with the Democratic Party. I think that the Democratic Party, um, people felt, was becoming too corporate. And um, I think that, uh, you know, people uh, was not, uh, well, Hillary Clinton's message was not resonating with a lot of people. So there was a lot of factors involved. But I think that uh, overall, I think that the American people is starting to wake up and see that uh, you cannot run the United States of America, a free, sovereign government, you know, like you run Trump Towers. It just don't work that way. Uh, very good point. Um, and last thing that you want to say in this last uh, minute uh, regarding this myth of voter fraud, this commission, and the suppression of voters, Mr. Redman. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, people need to let their objection to this commission be known by writing to their uh, senators and to their Congress people, and you know, expressing to them, there have to be enough swelling here, Leslie. I mean, people need to stand up and let people know that you know we respect the freedoms of people to go to the poll. Uh, we respect the right of people to be able to vote, and um, you know, we need to, as people, speak out and reject this um, commission. Uh, today, Leo Gerard, our uh, president, put out a uh, statement, you know, on our opposition against the commission. Uh, next week, uh, the issue will come up before the AFL-CIO uh, Civil and Human Rights Committee, and we expect to make a strong stance and, uh, from organized labor against this commission. And I think that we all have to do that, be it civil rights groups, youth groups, progressives, uh, people that just want to live in a free America need to protect our very, very most fundamental right, and that is the right to vote. So we need to let our voices be heard. We need to stand up. We need to fight back. And we need to make sure that our votes are going to be protected. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Vice President Redmond, always a pleasure to have you with us. Time goes by so fast, and you're so informative. And a great conversation, a lot of good calls calling in on this Friday. I'm Leslie Marshall. You can follow the Steelworkers at Steelworkers. Also, President Leo Gerard at USW Blogger. The website is USW.org. And you've been hearing Vice President of the USW, the United Steelworkers, Mr. Fred Redman. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll check in live with our nation's capital, from our nation's capital, excuse me, with Talk Media News. Don't go away. <laughs> 